All right, back at it with the Sock Sack Podcast. I'm your host, Liam Skiffington. He just told me his name is Ryan Zephyrhan. That's how you pronounce it. I did not want to butcher it. Today, we are joined by Boston Red Sox farmhand, Ryan Zephyrhan. Ryan, how you doing today, man? I'm good. Uh, just, you know, down here in Florida, doing some stuff around the complex, you know, getting ready for the season. So it's been good. Appreciate you taking the time to join us. So what? when did you get down to Florida, Ryan? Uh, I got down here right after the new year. Kind of, kind of new to me to be down here this early. You know, I'm from Kansas, so it's it was getting cold and stuff up there. So I thought, you know, coming down here, getting to the warm, and you know, kind of taking advantage of resources was the big thing that I was looking forward to this year coming down early. That's interesting. Are you guys able to just kind of go there and start working out at at your own like kind of pace? Yeah, there's kind of like a, you kind of got to let them know and they'll, you know, kind of get back to you type thing. But for the most part, you know, if you want to be down here, they're kind of encouraging that nowadays, you know, get guys down here where there is hands on stuff that they can help you with and stuff like that. So they are encouraging it and we're kind of can just follow their plan. But also, you know, if you have your own routine, you know, you can go through that and it's just nice to have, you know, kind of a set area to do everything and not to worry about, you know, going to find somewhere to work out or throw or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So Ryan, last year you got your taste of double A uh, in Portland. How would you describe your season in your own words? Uh, I'd say, you know, it was a little bit of like a roller coaster on the scene. Really good spots and then really bad spots. And it kind of was just like month good, month bad, month good, month bad. You know, it's like I'll get on a good, a good, you know, momentum train and then one one inning would just kind of go the wrong way. I would try to stop it, but, you know, sometimes that's when the stall gets going, it's hard. And I kind of learned. I finished uh, was at 22 in Portland, so I was kind of coming back for the second time. And I got a feel for it, you know, kind of understood. You know, double is kind of where, you know, I think the game changes a little bit. You know, competition is one through nine pretty good. So I think I learned from what happened, you know, throughout the year to hopefully this year, you know, take advantage of that and come in ready to go. And, you know, no matter where I start, you know, I think I'll be able to show what I've been doing, what I've been working on, and, you know, build off what I kind of did last year. So what have you been working on this offseason to bring into 2024? I mean, obviously the big thing for me is command. You know, I got good stuff. You know, I got I got a good fastball, good offseason. But just getting in the zone, you know, you know, trying to get maybe early outs instead of going for those punch outs, you know, kind of learning that. Let them put it in play, let the defense work. You know, for me, that's – I try to do that, but sometimes it just doesn't happen. So I think just being able to control what I can control and, you know, getting in the zone is the big thing along with – a couple of more different off-speed pitches, you know, that will hopefully help me, you know, succeed going forward. Your strikeout numbers were pretty crazy in Portland. You had four, a little over 14 Ks per nine. What went, when did you become like a dominant strikeout pitcher? I mean, I was a starter in college and I, I kind of had pretty dominant strikeout numbers for a starter. And then I transitioned to the bullpen end of 21, start of 22. And that's kind of when everything ticked up, you know, it's like, I go out there for one inning, I have my best stuff, you know, I could easily strike out three or, you know, easily could go two innings, strike out four or five, you know, so kind of when I went to the pen, but that's also kind of when the walks ticked up. So it's like, I got to find the happy medium of best stuff, but also, you know, even if it's average stuff, but also in the zone, you know, I think some of my stuff, even if it's not the best can still, you know, do the job and get guys out. So I think finding the happy medium for me this year will be the big thing and probably the biggest thing for my success going forward. You mentioned last year that you kind of felt like you were on one month off another month. 
in those months that you were off, like you weren't just pitching in one game, how did you get yourself to continue to go out there and perform despite knowing you might not have your best stuff? Yeah, I think just, well, you say like going out there knowing you don't have your best stuff. It's like, you're not going to ever, I mean, you're going to have your best stuff maybe one out of 10 times. You know, it's being able to handle it and get the outs when you don't have your best stuff. And, you know, I think I'm pretty good mentally and I understand that, you know, that aspect of the game, but just it came down to execution. You know, I think like two or three, you know, kind of just maybe get out of it one run and then the ones that just snowball, you know, four or five runs. And then, you know, you've got to think about it. I try to get over it, but obviously, you know, it's, it's a hard thing to do in baseball as a game of failure. So I think just being able to limit those, obviously in the big leagues and even AAA, it's like, you know, as soon as you kind of start struggling, it's like they go away from you. It's like you got to prove yourself. You got to be able to go back-to-back days. It's like you can't have those up and downs as a reliever because, you know, you come in a two-run ball game, two pitches later the game's tied. So I think just everything, mentally, physically, just the game of pitching, just kind of combining all that stuff, I think, from last year or learning going into this year, I hope, kind of goes a different direction. So Ryan, you were one of these players that you were actually drafted twice. You were drafted in 2016 by the Rays, I believe in the 36th round, like the later rounds then. And then you were drafted in the third round in 2019 by Boston. What led to your decision um, after the Rays drafted you to return to school? I mean, I was kind of a home hometown kid, you know, KU was like 15, 20 minutes from where I live. So I had, I dreamed of growing up to play basketball there and, you know, it ended up being baseball and, you know, when it kind of came along and, you know, day one of the draft kind of went by, it was like, you know, I'm, I'm, I was ready for school. You know, I wanted to get my degree and, you know, I finished that the year after I graduated, I went back and finished. So that was a big thing for me. It was going and get my degree and then, you know, baseball come after, you know, for me, it was like going to KU is like the program was kind of not struggling, but, you know, just not the, the best program and then you know i was like you know i want to go help them you know kind of be the guy you know try to transition it into something else and you know, that's just kind of was i was the love for being home and my family got to watch you know for another three years coming to games i think just um really helped in the development of i wasn't ready as a high school like if i would have gone to pro law at high school i would have been lost so i think the college route is really good but also guys can handle out of high school but for me, it was the college route was what was best for me. And I think it kind of showed and helped me, you know, get to where I am today. So when you were drafted in the 37th round in high school, was there any thoughts that you had about like, maybe, um, I don't know about going back to school because what if I get injured? What if I get this or that? No, not really for me. You know, it was kind of like, I was already on the plane, I think actually to play summer ball in my senior summer somewhere when they drafted me, it was kind of just like a courtesy pick. So it was like, you know, I knew what I wanted and, you know, I was ready to go. So nothing really in my head about getting injured. You know, that's not a big thing for me is like you get injured doing something random. So it's like for me, it was I was going to go help out KU and then whatever happened, happened. Did you have any expectation that your draft stock would essentially skyrocket from 37 to round three? I mean, I wouldn't say like 37 was like, you know, what I was at high school. You know, I we had a really good class in Kansas that year so we were kind of had a lot of eyes on us but I'd say it was a little surprise of like just you know even like third round like it's it's pretty good you know it's like they value you there it's like it kind of did surprise me on how I developed in college you know kind of learned the game and stuff like that so but then when I kind of became to reality it's like this is who I am and you know I work to get 
to be, you know, a third rounder and it kind of just all settled in. So Ryan, I've had a lot of pitchers on um, this off season and most of them have talked about command. And one question I haven't asked them is like, how do you specifically work on command? Like if I have no idea. It's a hard thing, you know, it's like, you can do a lot of things, you know, a lot of it, honestly, just like catch play, you know, just work on when you're playing catch, just be, you know, have a target that you throw to consistently, you know, dry reps off the mound, you know, a lot of it comes from mechanics, you know, if you get off by half a second, you're out of whack and, you know, the ball's not going to be where you want it. So it's being able to repeat a consistent delivery and just have a good catch play, have a good routine, I think is the big thing. But like, I've always done that. I've always tried that, you know, but, you know, when the adrenaline kind of kicks in the game, you kind of get, you know, herky-jerky, you know, get going fast. And it's kind of being able to handle that adrenaline and just kind of hone in on when you settle in. Then you kind of, after the first pitch, usually it's like kind of see which way it's going and, you know, try to be better. If it is bad, you know, hone back in and, you know, get back in the zone. So, I mean, for the most part, it's just mechanics, playing catch, and just we do some weighted ball stuff to kind of, work on some zone initiated stuff. So there's a lot of things to do, but it's really just kind of having a feel of it. Bring me into your pregame routine. What are you, what are you doing before each game? Uh, not a lot for me. You know, I'm now that I'm a reliever, it's like I'd sit there for six, seven innings and it's like, <laughs> try to keep loose. You know, it's cold. A lot of places up Northeast. So just staying loose and whatnot. I mean, nothing before the game as a starter, even, you know, I kind of was just, I'm a loose guy, you know, I'm easy going. It's nothing like wasn't locked in with music, wasn't, you know, I was doing my pregame routine, getting ready to go for the game and see what happens. But now it's like kind of now I'm kind of realized it's like kind of got to have that bulldog, like just like pissed off attitude when you go out there. So it's like I'm trying to get better with that when I'm warming up, like really, you know, focus on the bullpen part of before I go in to kind of focus up and then when I get in the game I'm ready to go you know you can't take five pitches to get going or the snowball could already start Mm -hmm. Ryan what kind of pitcher are you in terms of um like analytics like how often are you looking at opposing team scouting reports how often are you looking at like maybe your bullpen pitching numbers how much how much of a role do analytics play in your development I mean, they've definitely come in a lot more. I think the catchers have a really good, I would, you know, a lot of trust in the catchers with, I do look at scouting reports, you know, we do before the series ones and kind of just from watching the game throughout the week, you can kind of see if you're watching the game, hitters weaknesses, hitters strengths, and then, you know, trust in the catcher. So it's like most times, whatever the catcher puts down, it's like, as long as I have commitment and, you know, I'm like, yeah, that's the pitch, like I'm throwing it. And it's like, I do have some like pretty good, like I have a good fastball at ride, you know, I, I throw it hard. And then my Austria pitches are also really good. And that's the thing is like analytics. Yeah, everything's good. But as we go back to command, it's like, analytics could be good, but if you're not throwing it in the zone, then what's it? So we do look at that, and you know, even trying to throw something that maybe not be as nasty, but is easier to control is kind of the route I've been going. Ryan at, as a pitcher in the Red Sox organization, the influx of uh, driveline personnel that they've brought in this offseason, what do you think of that? And have you seen any changes uh, like philosophically within the organization since they brought those guys in? I mean, yeah, I think, you know, we're kind of going to the driveline kind of type thing. I went actually in January of last year, I went out there driveline for a month and I enjoyed it. You know, I hadn't really known much about plyos and much about 
you know, weighted balls. And so that month really, I think, helped me understand, like, not necessarily it's not throwing them hard, but it's like it's getting your arm in the right action, the right, you know, loose for catch play, you know, this, that, the other. You know, plyos aren't just for throwing hard and stuff. And I kind of learned that. And I saw a pretty good uptick in velo from that going there into the season. You know, I came in spring training ready to go. And I think that kind of had a big part. And now everyone, you know, has mixed feelings of it. You know, they're just kind of getting started into it. And they're doing some new things that aren't, you know, familiar to most people. So, I mean, I think most guys will get the hang of it and kind of start to see, you know, what the philosophy is and, you know, when I think, you know, game times come, guys will see that what they've been doing is paying off and will, you know, kind of maybe go towards that direction more of the driveline type stuff. Can you bring me into your driveline experience a little more? Like, do you, are you recruited to go to driveline? Is it something you as players have to pay for to go to? Uh, That year, the Red Sox offered for to pay for us to go up there for a month. So I lived with three other oh. guys in a house and guys were kind of in and out for like weeks on week off. I was up there for like a month, month and a week or something. So they were like, they were bought in on, you know, let's send guys up there. We're investing in them. Take advantage of that. And I think it really helps. So I think that was for me. It was like learning what driveline does and you know, kind of, it just kind of all took it into took it all in and kind of just went from there with it. So they paid for it. They did, they did a good job and reached out and got us So this was in 2021, you said? This would have been 2022, January 2022. Okay. So in uh, 2021, you were at one point sent down to the Florida Complex League. Uh, were you injured or was that just for you to go kind of get some uh, innings down there? Yeah, it was a little bit of both. You know, I had some shoulder yeah. issues that just from weakness and then just it wasn't obviously it was showing in the performance. So I think mm-hmm. that's one of the biggest things that's happened to me is understanding like what you got to do stuff to help your body, you know, be in shape. So I think that was good for me. And like people within the organization, we've talked and it's like that was kind of the turning point of figuring it out, coming in better shape to spring training, ready to go. So I think, you know, it was just a it was a good thing. You know, I'm, I wasn't taking it the bad way. Like I understood what was going on. I wasn't performing and that's what it's about. So I think that was a big part of my change, you know, going forward. Absolutely. Ryan, before we let you go here, one final question, your ultimate goal for uh, your season in 2024. I mean, I think for me, it's just, you know, it's kind of in the same, I'm a mellow guy, like just, you know, I'm going to go out there and control what I can control, but you know, I've been working hard. I've been, you know, trying to, you know, change some things, do better stuff, you know, everything, like body, pitching-wise. So it's just like, you know, trust the process, take everything I've been working on, and, you know, there's going to be times when the road's bumpy, it's not going to be easy. And, you know, it's just stay on stay on what I've been doing, and, you know, I think over time you're going to see it's going to work. It's going to pay, it's going to pay off from what I've been working on. So it's just like once something happens that's not good, don't panic. You know, stay on it, and, you know, just keep moving up. Ryan, thank you so much for joining the Sock Stack Podcast. We'll be sure to check in with you at some point throughout the season. Best of luck. Yeah, thank you for having me.